the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so He should be paying them. He should be paying them for what they're doing. From mechanics, landscapers, businessmen, to bankers. Everyone knows what this is. Third world banana republic. We all know. Now they go after the lawyers. Really do your best. This must be what people who are 400 pounds think when they put on yoga pants. I could pull this off. No, you can't. You can't pull it off. You have no idea how ridiculous you look. But you're pretty confident that you look good. Today, an indictment was unsealed, charging Donald J. Trump with felony violations of our national security laws, as well as participating in a conspiracy to obstruct justice. That's funny. That's funny. And what they're talking about are papers. Papers. Oh, he had this secret. Yeah, he was the president. They hate that. They never want to talk about the fact he was the president. You know who wasn't the president and had a thousand times more? The senator. You know, the corrupt dimwit, the dementia patient you have now pretending to, uh, to be president. I want to thank everyone in Rocky Mountain City Council. Nash County, uh, uh, excuse me, Edgecombe uh, County. Brilliant. Yeah, that's Dementia Face Joe. And in the meantime, this is simple. It's really quite simple. This is about stifling the information, the flow of news, so that there are still morons in this country, mainly Democrats, who are unaware that we've got this political whore and we've had them for three and a half years. But now you've got a little bit of a problem. This document also stipulates that, according to the confidential human source, that money was being moved through several accounts, multiple accounts, to get to Joe Biden. I'm going to say it again. Money was moved on purpose through multiple accounts to get to Joe Biden. That's a crime. That's a crime. See, Jack Smith, that's a crime. But what you're doing is what all Democrat frauds, all gangster government foot soldiers to the mafia do. You're just merely intimidating people because it's advantageous to your career and to your corrupt government. This indictment was voted by a grand jury of citizens in the Southern District of Florida. Funny, funny thing you pick Miami. Really? Why didn't you pick where I live, Naples? See, you'd have to get in your car and drive to find a Democrat welfare roach. But in Miami, you could find a lot. There's a lot less than there used to be. But you could still find those real loyal government supremacists. I invite everyone to read it in full, to understand the scope and the gravity of the crimes charged. 
the men and women of the United States intelligence community and our armed forces dedicate their lives to protecting our nation and its people. <clears throat> then why do you have a traitor, an asset of the Chinese Communist Party and oligarchs? Why did you allow this fraud to steal the election? To convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to keep... But my favorite part is they do what the traitors on the right do, too. They have that phony virtue, that righteous indignation. In the meantime, Jack Smith, I wonder why in your career, I think he was in Chicago, right, Squirrel? How come you never went after Madigan? Hey, stupid, are you the only person that didn't know Mike Madigan is a mafia don? Or Ed Burke, who still pretends to be a man with a pocket full of Viagra? All of these so-called prosecutors. What were you doing when you were in Chicago, dummy? Our laws that protect national defense information are critical to the safety and security of the United States, and they must be enforced. Well, then how come you don't want to look in? Now, the Sox business exclusive. Hunter Biden and a former Biden aide invested in two Chinese companies with ties to the top levels of the Chinese Communist Party. And Hey, prosecutor, you with the pockmarked face and the stupid look on your face. You. How come you didn't even mention it? Not to mention, you know, uh, this guy. Taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat an election. Gassy Swalwell banging a Chinese spy whore. You don't know. I, I, I don't know nothing. Violations of those laws put our country at risk. Adherence to the rule of law is a bedrock principle. Of the Oh, you're like a law man. You know how stupid you look? See, by the mere admission, you're a Democrat. You're admitting you like this kind of mafia government. You admit it. And that's why you tolerate all kinds of skullduggery. And you still pretend this guy isn't soiled his trousers. Mr. President, are you concerned about the vision in light of the Trump indictment? If everybody goes to the small game... Can you imagine Donald Trump in the midst of a scandal when he was president, the impromptu press conferences they had, number one, but the idea that he was shuffled and protected when he couldn't this particular Joe Biden can't focus on a sentence or remember yesterday accurately. I ran for president. I ran for president for a basic reason. I hadn't planned on running again for president. I had run while I was vice president. And uh... Squirrel, he didn't run when he was vice president. You see, there was there was a murmur that he had dementia. And now he's proving that murmur to be accurate. He never ran when he was vice president. You ran in 88, and this country had too many standards. They spotted you for the lying, political whore you were. And you had to resign in disgrace. It was only when Barack Obama resurrected your miserable career that we even heard your name again. And now you're merely the hood ornament on the real problem that the entire government is corrupted. In particular, this idiot, useful, Jack Smith. Department of Justice. And our nation's commitment to the rule of law sets an example for the world. We have Isn't that rich, man, when you listen to this? Think of the 50 thieves in Chicago calling themselves aldermen. Cook County, 
with Grady Preckwinkle. Think about everything we've lived through. And now Jack Smith, who I believe spent some time in Chicago, he, he, he stands for the rule of law. And that's not really the case. And a special hello to all of you in this room who have known and loved me for many, many years. It's true. The politicians. They've had me to their homes. They've introduced me to their children. I've become their best friends in many instances. Uh, they've asked for my endorsement, and they always wanted my money. And even called me really a dear, dear friend. But then, suddenly, decided when I ran for president as a Republican that I've always been a no-good, rotten, disgusting scoundrel. And they totally forgot about me. But that's okay. That's the truth. And that's the part where you have to give, give him a little blame. You see, when you bribe them and you cut yourself in on the deal, they're afraid of you. That's the thing. They're worried you're going to tell them how it really works, why you hired that scallywag at Burke. Why you gave Rahm Emanuel 50000 And then there's the schmuck Schumer. Well, I want to thank your eminence. This is really great to be with you again. We love it. Governor Cuomo, our great senators. Hi, Chuck. He used to love me when I was a Democrat, you know. Now, what you can't hear is that smarmy gargoyle, the picture of just evil himself. Chuck, the schmuck Schumer. And he's going, there's still time with his little fingers. Come on back to the Democrat mafia. Because he gave Chuck Schumer at least $2 million in campaign contributions over his career. And you see, this is the real fear. This is why Trump should have realized he had one term. One term. The numbers that he really got in 16 had to be staggering for him to beat the machine of fraud and deception. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. And that's the only reason people pretend you're the president to this day. So now you are still the biggest threat. And by hook or crook, brother, they're going to keep you out of there. They're going to throw everything, the full force and weight. And when it comes to the real thievery... President Zelensky is under fire for corruption. A new report says he embezzled the aid money. They like that. Because it comes back and they get to put their money in Cyprus, too. That's why when Joe Biden said, where's the money? I know where it is. Let's look in Cyprus. Let's follow your crack smoking son around. One set of laws in this country and they apply to everyone. Puppycock. Every Democrat in Chicago, every Republican in Chicago, anybody that ever did business with a Democrat knows that's poppycock. How many how many vendors are in O'Hare? Who's the vendor? Oh, they got the wife or the side bro. Okay, okay. Yeah, they're vendors. There's not a straight street in a Democrat city. That's how it really works. Applying those laws, collecting facts, that's what determines the outcome of an investigation. Really, Jack? You putz? Is that really how it goes? It's military. Emails show that as recent as 2017, Hunter's private equity firm held a 5% stake in Harv's amusement parks and interest in Harv's sports and entertainment. Both are backed by China's development bank tied to the Chinese military. 
That's when he was vice president. Now, we know what he was when he was senator. You don't have to just read, I hear you paint houses. But, Jack, you don't like to investigate the Democrats because you are one. Just like Ferret Face Merrick Garland. In fact, what you do is protect the mafia because you're a part of it. So do me a favor. Wipe that righteous indignation look off your stupid, ugly face. Wipe it off your face. Because all you did today was show up in a size 16 yoga pant with a lot of dimples pretending you were a model. Nothing more, nothing less. The prosecutors in my office are among the most talented and experienced in the Department of Justice. Then why didn't they look for 35 years at Mike Madigan? 50, really. Or at Burke. Or the Dailies. Why? Because they're not talented at finding crime. They're gifted at protecting it. Because they're Democrats. They have investigated this case hewing to the highest ethical standards. Welcome back. It's time for the Hot Topic Buzz. Emails revealing Hunter Biden worked with executives from a China-based company back in 2016 in hopes to find potential investors for a movie production venture. They will continue to do so as this case proceeds. They will continue to misuse the power of government to protect the mafia as it exists. And to guarantee anybody who fights against it is attacked until they quit. What they don't understand is that there are Americans in this country that are never intimidated, but they're inspired. And when you understand that there's nothing you can take from somebody but their freedom, people will fight to the death. And they always understand exactly what they're up against. The kind of roach such as yourself that is threatening to put a 76-year-old man who did nothing away for the rest of his life. And you let all of these gangsters that destroyed great cities throughout this country, not just Chicago, pick New York, New Jersey, California, pick Philadelphia, anywhere there's a Democrat scoundrel government stealing and robbing the people. This document also stipulates that, according to the confidential human source, that money was being moved through several accounts multiple accounts to get to joe biden and that's how it works just change the name daily emmanuel pick a name pick anybody that's the scam phony llc's ridiculous contracts overpayments and briberies and there's jack smith a man of integrity right it's very important for me to note that the defendants in this case must be presumed innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt in a court of law in this country where there's a democrat there is no honesty integrity or justice there's just different shades of corruption 312-642-5600 make money smoke cigars and live free on the sean thompson show on am 560 the answer am 560 the answer this is why stop calling yourself a Republican. You want to change things? Let these scoundrels know that you're wise to the game. Don't think the Republicans are going to help you. They like this too. You see, they're not repulsed by the Democrats' scams. They're envious. That's the real point. Trump disrupted that because he danced in both 
both dance halls. The problem was he didn't maximize his time as presidency. He should have told everybody exactly how it worked. There's still people out there that don't understand that. There's still people who think the Democrats are like JFK without understanding the nuances of any of the policies specifically. But more importantly, how JFK had contempt for a corrupt government. Now the corrupt government is all we know. And now they're fully aware of how to use the bureaucracies to take away the republic we love. When we debated this in the committee, it seemed like the major objection to this bill from the other side of the aisle was that it took power away from the executive branch and gave it to the legislative branch, that the RAINS Act, that that was its major defect. I think that's its major attribute. Of course it is. What he's referring to is an act to not have a dictator, let alone one with dementia, which is just unbelievable. I want to thank everyone in Rocky Mountain City Council, Nash County, uh, uh, excuse me, Edgecombe County. Come on, man. It's almost, I mean, I mean, how did he actually figure out how to stay? Oh, oh, right. He was always a political whore. You just wash it through a couple LLCs. You get a couple of relatives to be bagmen. Before you know it, you're not only worth hundreds of millions, you're very powerful in the mafia. Michael, Southside. Sean, uh, thank you for taking my call. I hope you and your loved ones are well. Thank you very much. We are, and thanks for making it. Oh, thank you. Um, there is a silver lining in the Trump indictment. Uh, the uh, Merrick Garland of the Justice Department is wreaking havoc there and not on the Supreme Court. Mitch McConnell did a huge, did the country a huge service by keeping that weasel off the Supreme Court. Can you imagine the damage that he could do on the Supreme Court? Well, we're gonna we're gonna uh, learn what it could be. Riddance. They got they got uh, uh, affirmative action, Jackson. She's going to do the exact same thing. She's going to do the exact So you see, this is the thing. They're, the names are irrelevant to me. It's the lack of character, the character of La Cosa Nostra, where they know what they're doing is wrong. Like Jack Smith, he came out there with that look of arrogance and ignorance on his face, righteous indignation, as he protected his organization and destroyed the principles he articulates in his speech. Ironically, the good news, the silver lining that you're speaking of, this is for everyone to see, and everyone is seeing it. Believe me, there isn't a, an honest American in the country. There is an honest human being in the world that doesn't know what this gangster government is. That's the silver lining. Now, the question is, will it be rejected? Oh, and don't think I, I think there's going to be an election. There isn't. Joe Biden didn't win the last one. He will not win the next one. But it doesn't matter. The name is irrelevant. It might be Humpty Harris, for all we know. Matt, South Bend. John, best for your weekend coming up and honey money too. I appreciate it. I just, I, I gotta understand what time frame is Biden going to be able to answer for these questions on the money? I mean, is, is there a certain time frame? It's not before politics. The day after Mike Madigan goes on trial, it'll be the, it'll be the day after. Yeah, they'll both be in their castles in the in the in the Dublin of heaven. George Naperville. I really believe this. Hold on there. You're speaking on the wrong end of the can- Campbell's can. Talk in the opening. Now, now I can't. Can you hear me? Yeah, now yeah, I can. I really think that uh, We got a bad connection. You don't have Bluetooth. You got yellow tooth. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how are you doing tonight? Very good. How are you? Sean, the most ridiculous thing I heard is uh, the indictment of, uh, of uh, Donald Trump 
uh, gives the people of the country more faith in the uh, justice system. I think that's a ridiculous statement to make. And then you got a guy like you were talking about, this uh, Jack Smith. This guy hates Trump. Yeah, and he's a never-Trumper. And the never-Trumper and the mafia do, scum are who, who you should thank. DOJ. Yeah. You know he was told what to do from the DOJ, and they're, and they're saying that they're distanced. Whatever he says is here's, his, uh, here's the thing to look into, Rich, and you understand this. Here's the thing to look into. Joe Biden indicts himself every time he goes to a union hall. He indicts himself with every bill that guarantees payment for nothing every time he goes to a union hall. Which one you want to pick? IBEW? You want to pick the Teamsters? Pick one. He's been indicting himself since a book was written. I hear you paint houses. You see, back then, the Teamsters owned his wrinkled ass before it was wrinkled. He's always been a political whore of the enemies, both domestic and foreign. His son, a billion and a half from the Communist Party. Well, wake up, Jack Smith. You're not so smart. You look as stupid as you are. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Good song on a Friday, squirrel. Makes you want to hit the bag, doesn't it? Do you think the Republicans are against this atrocity we see? Think again. They like the mafia, too. Mr. Pence, if Donald Trump is the Republican nominee for president in 2024, will you vote for him? Well, there might be somebody else I'd prefer more. You know, what I can tell you is I'm, I have every confidence that the Republican Party is going to sort out leadership. All my focus has been on the midterm elections, and it'll stay that way for the next 20 days. But Remember that? The Republican Party. Let's go to a caller, because I'm very interested in answering it. Matt on the south side. Hey, Sean. Yeah, brother. Um, I, was just one, I was just wondering, um, you know, I hear you talk a lot about um, Trump and who he surrounded himself with. Mm-hmm. which I think was a shame, too. Now, I was young when Ronald Reagan was president. I, I was seven years old when he left office. So You could be my kid. He, I know. Go ahead. Yeah, right, no. But I know he had, um, you know, he had, look, at, he had Bush running with him as vice president. I think it's just, you know, and I certainly was, am no fan of uh, Bush, H.W. at, you know, the end or his son. But my question is, and I really want to, you know, a sincere answer from you, like, I don't, I don't know what other options Trump had. I mean, being in D.C., I mean, I've heard you say how you're not a fan of uh, Bush's either. And I just don't know what Trump could have done. I mean, there's two different things between Trump and Reagan. And they're they're very interesting things. They have a lot of uh, Trump has a lot of some of the policies of Reagan. But what he's missing is the principles. That's it. Of, Of the understanding of what needed to be done. He underestimated what needed to be done. Now, you're right, Matt. By the way, you know how I feel about old man Bush. CIA had riddled in scandal, not to mention his pappy was a real scoundrel. I think he still has one of the largest settlements with the United States government. Uh, Prescott Bush. I, I can't remember what. And his hand in Nixon is very shady. But what Reagan, what Reagan, and he, Reagan had Roy Cohn, his version of Roger Stone. Only Roger Stone's a little scummier. I don't think Roy Cohn was as devious in the sack. However, what I will say is Reagan understood what needed to be done to knock government back and to change the the trajectory. Trump tried to play within the parameters of the game 
given to him by those corrupt people. Reagan never listened to Bush. Reagan couldn't stand Bush. Reagan never really listened to Roy Cohn. He barely knew him. And he rejected the pay-to-play scheme that Roy Cohn developed and, and also passed on to Roger Stone. So you're right. There were scoundrels around Ronald Reagan, too. But Reagan was not the didn't want to get along with them. This has always been my argument with Donald Trump. You're a billionaire. What are you giving Rahm Emanuel 50 grand for? What are you giving? What are you hiring? You're a fracking billionaire. Uh, really? You want, you want to go to war with me? We'll blow it up in the public eye. That's kind of what he's doing now. And he has an opportunity okay. to resurrect, resurrect his, his, his uh, reputation with guys like me. Because I'll tell you, that's well, the beauty I have one of other this. question for you, if you don't mind, real quick. Go uh, ahead. DeSantis, my brother and a lot of my neighbors and all that, a lot of them have moved down, you know, to Florida or they've bought property. In the case of my brother, he can't, you know, he can't move right now because of work, but he's got property down there. Brilliant. And now, if DeSantis doesn't publicly come out and call this out for what it is, because I can't stand right now what Pence is saying and some of the other Republican candidates. Now, I have to ask, because I know you do respect um, – uh, just Ron DeSantis an awful lot, and you're down in Florida. What do you say if he doesn't come out and public, publicly condemn this, or if he plays this like Pence is right now? Like he's done. January. If he doesn't, he's done. Done. He'll lose everybody. Okay. He's. You know, okay. this is this sure. might be the greatest thing to happen to Trump because unless the people who are running against him come out and defend him, they have zero credibility. Pence never had okay. any credibility. Prince, Pence was as good at being a vice president as he was good on radio. Sucked. Thank you very much, yeah. Matt. I appreciate Thank it, you. brother. Thank you. Tony, Riverside. Hi, Sean. So for those uh, less intelligent people that thought the worst day in our history was January 6th, and they continue to arrest people years later, um, this is definitely the saddest day in our country's history. Well, let's quantify and, that, babe. We got a lot of history. We got a lot of history. This is okay, the saddest day well, in right. America's history just, in your lifetime. I'd like to go with that. But we've faced okay, bigger I'd things. Okay, I'd like to go with that, too. Listen, we face bigger things than corrupt politicians. It's yeah. true. Yeah. But we need to start uniting. So what I'm doing is, <laughs> and I'd like to suggest people in your audience, instead of just sitting here doing nothing, I have been on all kinds of social media and the phone, and we need to tell, like, people that they need to unite behind him, and that means, like, candidates that don't have a chance, like Nikki Haley, uh, Chris Christie, drop out. Tony, drop I, I, out. I don't know. I, they don't have to. They're going to lose. Nikki Haley's not going anywhere. None of them really are going anywhere. He I is, get he is, it. But he we need one, to show United two. Front. No, I don't, I, I'm not a party guy. I'm not a party guy. The Republicans are the scum of the earth, too. I'm not a, I'm not I a get it. No. I'm saying uniting against this kind of criminal banana republic. The problem, Ooh. Tony, is we unite around parties and not principles. we got to tear the whole damn thing down. And until somebody other than Trump says, I'm going to make sure that these bureaucracies are purged, that the money laundering scheme of corruption into the government stops. I'm not really interested in paying attention or, or wasting my day voting. I don't pretend the election is legitimate. To me, it is illegitimate. Right. Joe Biden represents the dark ages of America because he is an illegitimate political whore that everyone who could read 
knows. And here's the other thing. I'm talking about Democrats. You know how many guys I know that I grew up with? They talk just like me and you. They think of things just like me and you. But when push comes to shove and they got to get some deal through or they need a kind, what do they do? They bend the knee. Right? That has to come to an end. And until that does... Wait, doesn't it really embarrass you that most of the people involved in all this are people from Illinois? Of course. I mean, the higher-ups. Obama, Garland, Ron and Manny, all of them. Chicago and Illinois is the communist center of America. And it always has been. Saul Alinsky proved that beyond the shadow of a doubt. Who's his guy, Saul Alinsky? I can't remember. Where'd you put that clip there? Here we go. By 2008, it was obvious to anybody who was paying attention that Barack Obama had a strange and highly creepy personal life. Yet nobody ever asked him about it. By that point, a leader's behavior within his own marriage, the core relationship of his life, had been declared irrelevant. It was Barack Obama's business, not yours. The marriage wasn't as bothersome as Che Guevara and the picture of that murdering communist scum in his campaign offices in River Forest that I saw with my own eyes, not to mention throughout the country. That's the problem. It becomes normalized. And you think they think of things like you. What we are living through is the controlled demolition of Americanism. And the Republicans helped. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. I'll take Candace, Owen, George, Craig after that. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. Oh, I could go for a little Tom Selleck. He had the audacity to remake Magnum P.I. Wasn't tainted enough. I think Barack Obama bought the mansion on the ocean. What about the climate change? Oh, that reminds me. If we don't deal with global warming, it's the only existential threat that exists for humanity. Now, he talks real fast at the end, but he screwed up in the beginning. It's not global warming anymore. You see, you've been proven wrong 52,000 times, 52,000 different ways. It's now climate change. And there still is no explanation why Barack, he likes big butts and he cannot lie, has bought two seaside estates. No explanation. Candace, Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin. Okay, Sean, I agree with you on uh, Trump not... You know, he had everybody on the edge of the seat. He had an opportunity to do a lot more, and he didn't. And when I, when I refer to it, it's Betsy DeVos. Now Betsy DeVos is talking about, well, they need to get rid of the federal education system. Yeah, I agree. Vivek yeah. is saying this, okay, which is one reason I would vote for him, because I hate that system. But what difference does school choice make if it's all dumbed down Bill Gates, um, you know, common core? You know, that $9,000 should go to parents who want to homeschool, okay? So I'm not impressed with the GOP stance on this, um, and definitely not the Democrats. My other second point I want to make is, how can we have a free nation if nobody in the country can afford to go to the American, you know, to get their law license, and then you have these these well, rogue well, prosecutors who don't even listen to there's the There's a law. misnomer, you know though. I mean? you, taking the bar and becoming an attorney doesn't have anything to do with law school. You know, I'm going to tell you something, Candace. You're, you're, you've been around the block. There are experts in things that never went to school for them. They became experts and have expertise because it was practical for them to achieve something in life. Right. I mean, when you I, when you went to school, did you go to college for what you do now? No. 
Okay, there you go. I'll use you as an example. Do you think, I'm going to tell you right now, I think that there are guys out there and people out there that could pass the bar without going to Harvard. And would you want to go there anyway? You have a chance of bumping into Lori Lightfoot and throwing up your lunch. Thank you very much, Candace. No, but so, I do think it should be part of our education. Well, I don't like government education because you, this is, this is a game we have to understand. The goal of the collectivist, of the government supremacist, is to take the individuality out of Americanism. And Americanism is built on the individuality. People are different until they, until they think they are not. Until they think they're part of a group. We're not part of a group. We're individuals. And individuals can do anything as long as they're not intimidated to think they can't. That's the bigger picture. Owen Willowbrook. Sean, I know everybody's talking about Trump and what's going on, but... First of all, obviously they they did this with the timing because the Dimwit and Diapers was coming out with that with that document about the bribe he was having with a foreign company. But everybody knows that he he couldn't he couldn't sway policy. It was Obama that had to sign off on it. And if you look at what happened with the money that Biden got, with everything being wired through different banks, it's no different than when Obama had Nadim Ouchi, who was the bagman for Saddam Hussein illegally come into this country to have a have Obama get Saddam Hussein buy the property from Resco and the money was transferred from Saddam from Saddam Hussein's bagman Ouchi to four different banks that went through Canada into Resco's account while he was under indictment and they buried it just like they buried Oh and here's what I'm going to do I I know about the Resco deal and by the way my 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 outrage with the Resco deal is that he assembled pin numbers at the closing table, which is, I've never heard of it, and I'm in the real estate business. But what you're talking about is the trail of money. I'm going to want that information so I could cross-check it. So you're going to stay on hold, and the lovely honey bunny will get that information because I want to cross-check it. But it wouldn't surprise me. Tony Resco, whatever happened to Tony Resco, Squirrel? Oh, he went to prison. Yes, yes, he did. And his child, at 20 years old, started to buy millions and millions of dollars worth of Chicago real estate. See, he might have taken a fall, but he's back now. I think he's living in the same palazzo. And they're back in action, the rescos. This is because you think that these are people. They're not. It's an organization. This has always been my accusation against the government. Everybody in Chicago knows what Mike Madigan is and Ed Burke. Everybody. And the FBI a quarter mile away. I, I don't know. And Jack Smith, where were you? You with the pockmarked face. Where were you? George in Naperville. Or, I'm sorry, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where is it? George in Naperville. Can you hear me, Sean? Now I can. What the hell are you calling at? I don't know. I got a, a bad phone. But anyway, I think the biggest threat to this country is Joe Biden's honesty. And when it comes to justice for the Biden, it's deaf, dumb, and blind. I like I mean, it. Well, that's my comment. It explains the look on all their faces. Craig and Monk, Craig, what? <laughs> no, I know. I didn't know. Craig, if you that. lose this argument to your wife, I'm never going to take you again. Don't lose the <laughs> argument. No, no, never. Right, hey, hey, thanks for taking my call. No, I just got to a wedding uh, for my friend and neighbor. Uh, <laughs> we're walking along. Let me step up for the grass. Listen, you hit a bullseye, man. When you were talking about the, uh, the one silver lining, bullseye, that's why, here's the thing. I never really felt this way before, but about like these, all these uh, Republicans running, if Trump don't get in there and these people, these, all these guys jumping in a race, they don't take and do everything they can to defend Trump and to take and uh, go uh, speak against this, uh, all this injustice, 
I won't go to vote for any one of them ever. Anything. Well, I think you should. I think you should start out that way. I think you should start out by saying, "I'm not going to go. I'm not going to buy this scam because it is a scam." And the beauty of today is that no matter who you talk to, if they're a decent person, they can recognize indecency. And in Chicago, you get used to it a little bit. But every once in a while, you have an example that's undeniable. And that undeniable example. To that end, my office will seek a speedy trial in this matter, consistent with the public interest and the rights of the accused. Banana Republic is what they're trying to turn our beautiful country into. They're going to lose. I'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody... Just follow me, cause we need a little controversy, cause it feels so without me. I My next guest is somebody I always look forward to. I met him when I was filling in. He's been a friend of this show since before it was a show. He is Jeff Mordock from the Washington Times. Jeff, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Sean. How are you today? Well, I'm a little aggravated, and I'll tell you why. I There were things about Donald Trump I didn't like. If they wanted to run against him... I think they have some some material to run against them. But what I don't like is political persecution. I don't like government supremacy, and I don't like the misuse of power to intimidate. And that's exactly what I'm seeing. Am I missing something? No, you're not missing anything at all. If you compare the case to the investigation into for President Trump, um, with his um, classified document investigation and the Biden in classified document investigation, it's very interesting that we already have an indictment in the Trump case when he's got the authority to declassify. Right. He had the stuff in a secure location at Mar-a-Lago where there's Secret Service. Biden had his documents go back to him when he was a senator. He had no authority to take those. He had no authority to declassify he didn't even have that authority when he was vice president. And they're stored in a garage next to his Corvette. They're stored in a locked closet in an office building that people are coming in and out of. The cases aren't even comparable, but one is facing criminal charges today and the other is not. You know what I learned from following your Twitter? 80 calls since 2010 about classified documents from retired lawmakers found in public libraries. I saw that in the Washington Times. Not even mentioned, never spoke of. This seems this is preposterous to me. This is a paper tiger, but it's meant to do exactly what it's what it's going to do, intimidate people from supporting Donald Trump in the short term. In the long term, I think it will actually help him. What do you think? Oh, I think it will. I think it'll galvanize it. He likes to play. He has a uh, he likes to play the aggrieved martyr. This plays right into it. I think this will help. I think people will galvanize around him. I think people will see through it. Um there's a couple things in the indictment that jumped out at me that made that kind of made my eyebrows go up. One of the thing, if you notice in that indictment, if um, your listeners have, had, I, I'm sure they're working, I'm sure they haven't had the time to read the indictment. But one of the things, in, a couple things in that I found interesting, in repeated occasions, there's conversations in there between Trump and his attorney. 
There's documents that Trump had provided to his attorneys. And how did the Justice Department get that stuff without violating attorney-client privilege? Um, It's possible Trump told them that, in which case it would be waived. It's possible there was a third party in in that conversation who flipped. Maybe even um, Walt uh, Nader, who is an aide who is being indicted. But it just seems odd that the Justice Department would have access to private attorney-client privilege conversations. I don't know what to make of it, but it's certainly something that raised my eyebrows. Well, this isn't the first time that um, a Trump attorney was leveraged to testify against Trump. Um, We saw it with the other, I forgot his name, the dimwit, the first attorney that uh, was involved. What's his name? Cohen, Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen, who was involved in a taxi cab licensing scandal with a Russian oligarch who flipped and then he loved Trump, then he hated Trump. So uh, this is something that has been done in the past for decades. And this is what the government specializes. Right? They trade up. They do it with cartels. They do it with everyone else. But the problem with it is, what's the disincentive to make up stuff? to intimidate, to entrap, because the lawyers or anybody testifying, you don't know what the conversation was prior. They just selectively pick out segments, right? Exactly. exactly. And that's another concern. That's why I found it so concerning that ter- that conversation between, Mr. between President Trump and his attorneys are all throughout that indictment. So what does he have? What What is... What is the recourse? What does it look like? Because they're going to fast track this. You know, it's funny when you talk to somebody from Chicago. We have aldermen that get caught, you know, five years ago. They don't even have a trial for another year and a half. So what is it going to look like, in your opinion? Um, I think we see something. I start. To, I think we see him in court. Well, Jack Smith today said he's going to push for a speedy trial. So we know this is coming. We know they're going to fast track this. I think we see him in a courtroom within 60 days. I think we see the trial move forward, maybe 120 days, uh, to try to keep this case moving. Um, the longer the justice, the sooner the Justice Department could wrap this. I meant to say sooner. The sooner the Justice Department could wrap this up, the better. Because I think he's going to have a very even in Florida. I think he's going to have a hard time getting a. Uh, I think he's going to have a hard time getting a jury to acquit him because if you look at the makeup of people in juries i don't think they're particularly favorable to president trump no and when you you know i live in florida so when you understand that the counties are very uh very determinative of of who lives there it's a very very heavy democrat county um and that's really the 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 point we're in but you um also noticed something that I found interesting. I was reading your Twitter, and you were talking about the White House and a question being asked uh, by someone named, uh, what is this, LeBaron Lopez. Explain that. Uh, yeah, Laura LeBaron Lopez of PBS NewsHour. Um, I thought this was very interesting, and this is the second time we've had this issue with joint press conferences. Uh, there was a question that was asked of the president, and it was very obvious that the president had the question in advance, or at least if not that specific question, the general contours of it. It just, he's not a good enough actor to pull off the surprise. Um, and that's the second time we've had it. The question was about his, his policies on LGBTQ rights. And anybody who watched the press conference, it was a little phony because she asked what the administration is doing to protect transgender rights. And Biden just seemed to be like, well, I'm so glad you asked that. Coincidentally, later today, I was going to announce a bunch of stuff. Here you go. And, and really then... The- Oh, go ahead. 
I was just going to say, and then flip to the section of his notebook where this stuff was. And this is the second joint press conference in a row. We've seen this. And that is another evidence of cooperation, collusion with media that is clearly protecting somebody who is suffering from an illness. But aside from that, the timing of the indictment and the timing of the evidence released, we have $5 million that we can track to accounts that are, are clearly being washed back to the president. So this whole thing that we're experiencing right now is impossible unless the uh, uh, fourth estate that is meant to regulate and oversee the, the, the politicians are completely in on it. Aside from a few guys like yourself, this whole thing is Pravda. And I'm getting sick and tired of pretending it's not. Well, you want a great example of that, Sean. Have you read the New York Times article about Biden's age? No, no. I stopped reading the Times years ago, but go ahead. You ought to read it because it's fascinating. They basically talk about everything we've seen, him falling at the Naval Academy, him forgetting names, him calling the prime minister of Britain president yesterday, all of that stuff. And then basically just say, oh, that's just what old people do. Don't worry about it. You know, this is something that I find astonishing when it comes to so much of the money that's missing in our foreign policy, the Pentagon uh, misplacing $6 trillion over the last 20 years. And none of this could could go without uh, uh, really the kind of outrage of the American people unless all of this was massaged away. And I'm wondering how bad do things have to get before there are more people like you, more entities like the Washington Times. How, how much more of this do you think the American people are going to tolerate? Because today, my experience from everyone I talk to, whether they be millionaires or poor people, they're disgusted at the fact that they're watching their country turn into a banana republic. You know, I made this point last time I was on your show. I am stunned at how complacent the American public populace has become. Um, and, and I've noticed that before COVID, it seemed extremely obvious during COVID. I, I don't know the answer to that because I'm surprised that America, I don't think 60 years ago, um, our populace would be this compliant with uh, what they see going on. And I'm glad you made the point about the uh, timing of the indictment. That's not a coincidence, but I haven't seen anybody except Donald Trump Jr. raise that point. But there's no way that that just suddenly they pull this trigger at the same time we start getting more details about the bribery allegation against President Biden. And when you look at how the protest that January 6th was handled and you look at the fact that we have people in jail for two and a half years, I have I have an aunt of one of the guys that is locked up. He's never been to try two and a half years. And you think maybe that that intimidation maneuver by the government is why people are not protesting in the streets, is that they're fully aware we're dealing in America in the year 2023 that is uh, more than able and capable and willing to strip away the American rights of protest, of rejecting a corrupt government? Yeah, I, because I think they see the double standard. You know, I'll give you a great example. To, to your point about the January 6th rioters, look at how the government has you know, zoomed in with high special lenses to get photographs of these people and have done everything to identify them. And then look at the people who've been bombing anti-crisis um, pregnancy centers, yes. which are um, facilities. Of and you got Merrick Garland going up before Senate going, we can't find them. And actually telling senators if they have any tips, he wants to hear them. Because he can't use, because he doesn't have any, and then laughably said, "Well, they're doing this at night, so I don't know what you expect us to do about it." 
And then you look at the January 6th people and everything that they've done in terms of going into their employment. And I think people see that double standard, and I think that, that scares them. Merrick Garland is a Chicago native, and that explains so much of the corruption policy of Merrick Garland. And it seems to be that a lot of these government apparatchiks and a lot of the issues come back to not just, uh, well, really, a lot of Chicago Democrats. Uh, is this something that people are focusing on a little bit of Merrick Garland's own personal history and his interwoven relationship with some notable uh, crime figures in the, in the Democrat mafia from the dailies forward? See, it's interesting. I, I have not seen a lot of focus on Merrick Garland. And it's, I, I find him a, one of the most fascinating figures in Washington because nobody really likes him. If you look at the Democrats, they don't think he's liberal enough. They wanted to see him pull the trigger on a, on a Trump indictment a year ago or two years ago. They can't believe it's taken this long. They can't believe he's, they think he's slow walk January 6th. And then you go to the Republicans and you look at his, um, they, you know, they point to his record going after January 6th. They point to all his left-wing policies he's implemented, that, you know, the Justice Department investigators couldn't use country of origin as an investigative tool to identify suspects. They see all that left-wing policy, and they don't like him. And Merrick Garland, you know, there's a guy who better have a dog, because I don't see anybody on either side of, of the aisle really <laughs> liking Merrick Garland. Yeah, another, another Democrat that's going to have to hire pallbearers. But it's fascinating to me that Merrick Garland is worth... Arguably, when you when you look at open secrets, when you investigate his wealth, he's worth between forty and fifty million dollars. His father-in-law traces back to uh, FDR. Uh, very political. All attorneys, all working for the government. At a certain point, people are going to start to get curious when they realize what's happening. And there's only a few outlets that are going to release that information. Isn't this also playing into the hands of Elon Musk and Twitter? As Tucker Carlson gets 100 million views, and I don't think CNN, if you add up the last 30 years, reaches 100 million views. So may the, isn't it possible that the media as we know it may be hoisted by their own petard? That's very possible, uh, and I think that's likely. I, I think that's actually more than likely that we're going to start seeing people tune out. And the question is, they tune out, what do they tune to? Well, I know where I tune. Are they throw their hands up and watch Netflix, or are they going to find alternative news sources? I like that, and that's why I want the Washington Times to release a news station, because, you know, I, I have to look for you. I don't like looking for you. I have ADD. I want it to pop up. I want to see your face on the video. I'm watching the interviews. You could pull it off, kid. Can I just share one thing that I think you'll find funny about, the, about uh, something that was in the indictment today? Absolutely. Um, they had a picture of one of the boxes with, with alleged classified documents in it spilled out, and among the things that spilled out were copies of the Washington Times. So that. <laughs> I love it. Did he have a circle around your name? Because I know everybody else should. <laughs> I, no, he did not. But we're as good as reading a highly classified document is what I'll say. You know, something that, I, and I'm not going to get a chance to talk to you for a little while, but I want to ask you this while I have you on. I never liked the raid. I never liked the raid. He was in negotiations to give the paperwork over. Now the FBI kicks out all his people and they raid it. Now the FBI is alone with his paperwork. I don't like that from a plant standpoint, but you'll forgive me. I'm an honest man who grew up in Chicago. I'm fully aware of the apparatchiks in law enforcement of the Democrat mafia, not just Merrick Garland. Who's to say they didn't plant any of this? Well, we, we don't. We haven't seen. But what's interesting is, and Trump has alleged that, 
but we haven't seen his lawyers come out and allege that. I've been waiting for his lawyers to come out and try to make that argument or present evidence. We haven't. The only person who's raised that issue is uh, former President Trump himself. Um, It's a fair question. Um, Lawyers have licenses, and most of them are rich. They're afraid of a government that has shown itself over the last two and a half years ready, willing, and able to intimidate the opposition to its corruption. Uh, what do you like there? That's going in your next article. Go ahead. You can have it for free. In the meantime, I can't wait to see your next article. Jeff Mordek, the Washington Times reporter. Thank you so much for joining me. Always a pleasure, Sean. Thank you. Thank you. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. Call it. AM560. The answer. I am an innocent man. I'll tell you, it's aggravating when you have to go through moments of your line. When everything looks bad. But you come out of it a little stronger, a little better. The future will recognize exactly what's happening here. And now you, in the meantime, have to have the courage to speak what you know. I understand it's difficult. Three years of absolute and total fascism. Of a government taking away the rights of your life. Three years where you couldn't say, I think the vaccine sucks. It doesn't work. I don't want to lose my life and my time and my business and not be able to see the people I care about. It's been hard. There's only a few of us that do it. Good news is everybody listening to this show has the courage to do it. Meanwhile, President Biden also facing a special counsel investigation into his handling of classified documents. Tonight, NBC News learning that. See, but the difference is. They're special counsels, they're investigators, they're, uh, they're prosecutors. They're all in on the mafia. Investigation does not appear close to ending. The president has yet to be interviewed, three people familiar with the matter tell us, saying his advisors determined he would provide an interview once his legal team and the DOJ agree on conditions. Is that how indictment work? Why didn't, why didn't Trump get that? I mean, only one of them was elected to be the president. Doesn't the president, don't you believe in the principle that no person is above the law? If the president committed the same crime that someone else did, shouldn't he be charged? Oh, this is a guy. Another, the phony righteous indignation. This is the guy that helped the intern molester, not just lie to his wife, everyone understood why he cheated, but helped him get away with molesting a barely 21-year-old intern. George Stephanopoulos. No person is below the law. That's really the issue here. I mean, you've got these investigations in Delaware that are a thousand times more serious by a sitting president who has authorized his DOJ to try to sink the candidacy of his prime opposition while that guy has unsecured. But that's not what Nick Nolte said. I mean, uh, uh, Olivia Dalton. What does the White House tell Republican critics who are now increasingly saying the DOJ has become politicized? This is a president who respects the rule of law and has said that since day one. That's precisely why we're not commenting here. Uh, he believes in respecting uh, the independence of the DOJ and protecting... So did Mike Madigan, right? Mike Madigan's a lawyer. He respects the rule of law. How about that uh, Viagra addict at Burke? He was, they all respect the rule of law. Lou, on the south side. Hey, Sean, how are you? Splendid, how are you? Good. You know what I'm thinking? I'm hearing all this talk back and forth between Democrats and bringing allegations, things like that. And this guy, Bragg, out in New York, was bringing these 
these kind of silly allegations against Trump. What I'm not hearing is what well, lawyers are regulated by uh, their state bars. For example, in Illinois, you have an ARDC, Attorney Registration Disciplinary Committee, Texas, like State Bar of Texas. Why does it, if somebody brings a, especially an attorney, I mean, they've got their code of ethics, they're, uh, and judges have their canons. There's so much material in these, in these, um, in this, in these documents that lawyers are bound by their ethics. And you don't even hear anybody, you know, filing a complaint against an attorney or somebody who comes up with a BS argument. It's one area. I mean, they, that's like the jugular. So if any lawyer's out of control, you're wondering, why aren't they doing something? Or why why are they doing this? This kind of frivolous complaint. That's well, there's the a couple jugular. things. There's a couple things I'm thinking of when you're talking. Number one, can someone without any integrity ever take an oath to uphold anything? That's number one. And number two, bureaucracies, as you and I both know, in particular in Democrat areas, are inhabited by those who are loyal to politics, not principles. And it explains so much of the people who inhabit these bureaucracies. So I'm wondering if you think that that profession still deserves the respect you give it, and I used to give it. I used to give it that ideological respect, as I used to give politicians who all swear to uphold the Constitution and immediately after elected undermine and bastardize it. So I think it's a wonderful concept, and I love the fact that there are still people like you who think there is integrity in bureaucracies. But I'd like you to show me rather than tell me, because those entities allowed Mike Madigan to pretend to be a lawyer as he was working as a crook, subverting the law, not just with ComEd, but with his law firm. And what are the partners in his law firm worth? And how does it work that 60% of commercial real estate use him and Ed Burke? How does that work, Lou? Could you file a a report? You know what I mean? Could you file a report against them? Could you turn to the politicians that he gives the jobs to? That's the yeah, thing. I, I love, I love your ideals, yeah, I mean, and I wish everybody had them. Yeah, no, I think in some cases it's hard to prove. I mean, if you have the evidence, but it's some, it's so obvious, yeah. like filing a frivolous complaint or something like that. Just tell the lawyer, look, I'm going to do, or I'm going to file a complaint with the uh, with the state bar under this code, under this section, and then that's for me. I think it's kind of like a jugular. Well, I I agree in theory. I agree in theory. But, you know, in reality, justice exists, but it's expensive. And that's why the poor people never get justice. And that's why lawyers get away with robbing them on a lot of occasions. Not all on a lot. The good news is there are good lawyers such as yourself they could turn to. Um, But I wonder how many good lawyers are intimidated because they know a bureaucrat's in charge of their livelihood. Three, one, two, six, four, two, fifty six hundred. Broadcasting from the petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. It's Friday, huh, Squirrel? I hate Fridays. I know I'm supposed to love them, right? I don't like them. I don't want to take two days off. Republican-led states are passing laws, uh, passing anti-LGBTQ, anti-transgender laws that restrict rights and medical care. What do you say to parents who are contemplating leaving the country because they don't feel safe anymore? We have some hysterical and, I would argue, prejudiced people who are engaged in all what you see going on around the country. It's wrong that the violence and 
hate crimes targeting LGBTQ people is rising. It's wrong that extreme officials are pushing hateful bills targeting transgender children. Poppycock. It's just all poppycock. I feel like we're in some kind of bizarre world where, you know, where half of Congress, almost half of Congress is here arguing that we shouldn't have the power to make law, that the other, that the executive branch is the only one qualified to make these decisions for our constituents. And I disagree. And the rain- Did he say executive branch is qualified? I want to thank everyone in Rocky Mountain City Council, Nash County, uh, uh, Edge, 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 excuse me, Edgecombe uh, County. <laughs> qualified is in the first word that comes to mind. <laughs> is, is qualified the first word that comes to mind? Zach would put this back in order, back in constitutional order. And I yield back, Mr. Chairman. Let's see how qualified these Democrats recognize my good friend. On one side, Democrats, team reasonable, team normal, and team get stuff done. Wrong. Well, right on cue, here's Congress birthing person Rashida Tlaib. Time to say no more. Mom Valley Pipeline should have never been part of the debt crisis deal. Ever. She needs some 120 lives, well. The blood pressure's through the roof. You listen to her, she can barely speak. Ever! Let me tell you something. What the hell does a pipeline have to do with reducing the deficit? It's bullshit. It's bullshit. Bullshit. I call bullshit. Don't tell me this is about the deficit. This is not about reducing. This is about making more money with the folks that literally profit off of pollution in our country in this world. It's enough. It is. Corporate greed is a disease in our country. And you all are on the front lines and making sure we can stop it. It shouldn't be this hard to say we deserve clean water. We deserve communities where we can walk out with our kids and not worry about an asthma attack. Asthma attack? I got news for you. Nobody in Chicago is worried about an asthma attack. They're worried about a Democrat attack, but not an asthma attack. And this water and air... Just say it, and it's true. That's what the Democrats do, right? But there are uh, there's some big issues with them. All of this is just one further indication that the Biden administration has a fatal attraction to, uh, to nutty ideas. Um, about 50% of American households heat their homes with natural gas-powered furnaces. President Biden's new rule would make about 40 to 60 percent of those furnaces illegal because he doesn't think they are sufficiently energy uh, efficient. Um, The Biden administration, Sean, is also beavering away on similar rules, as you pointed out, for gas stoves, for ovens, for for dishwashers, for clothes dryers, for... uh, electric motors for vending machines it's a return of the primitives to destroy the success in this country and the individuality in it and that's why they have these imbeciles that represent them it shouldn't be this hard to say we deserve clean water we deserve communities where we can walk out with our kids and not worry about an asthma attack we've had clean water dummy the only time we don't have clean water is when there's a Democrat thief pretending to be a bureaucrat or a mayor of a city, you know, like Flint or pick one in uh, Louisiana, wherever you Democrats are. You take the money that's supposed to go for that stuff and you steal it. 
And now you yell about the water and the air where all of the decent run areas, you know, the ones that are not run by Republican, I mean, by Democrats, they have all of those things. They have all of that stuff. And when you live in these Democrat sewers, nobody's worried about the water or the air. They're worried about other Democrats. Oh, yes, it's true. And criminals are getting a head start on Chicago's NASCAR street race. Tia Ewing live at Grant Park tonight with a puzzling crime discovered near the race starting line. Tia. Well, Corey and Don, definitely a lot of questions tonight as to how all of this unfolded. We know these two vehicles that were stolen, they are used to shuttle employees along Columbus Drive as the construction gets underway. For they the- didn't even start the race. They're stealing the transport cars. You think they're worried about asthma? I don't think the NASCAR guys are worried about asthma. They're worried about keeping their stuff, you moron. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Trump lawyer Jim Trusty and John Rowley resign abruptly from his defense on Friday. Huh. That's shocking. I wonder if they were leveraged or they were intimidated by the mafia. The mafia has a lot of power, not only to protect itself, but to really bring up some of the creepiest and dumbest people. In the mafia. We believe addressing the climate crisis should be a critical part of the mission of the World Bank. World Bank? Boy, they got a lot of our money, huh? World Health Organization has just launched their passport, digital passports, and they just uh, took a lot of power away from American sovereignty, but that's all part of the plan. Documents that he stole out of a skiff dozens of years ago. So, look, you know, we're not talking what about some talking sort of about, favoritism. What are you talking about? That is a ridiculous statement. Uh, there's this issue. <laughs> nice try. There's an issue that anyone that reads any newspapers would agree is a parallel track, which is the Delaware document scandal of Joe Biden, where there's a special counsel, Rob Herr, that's investigating it. You know that there were documents that were sensitive, that were marked classified, found in a garage near a Corvette that made their way through Chinatown, through the Penn Biden Center. There's 1,850 boxes that have never been fully looked at at University of Delaware. You have the ultimate unclean hands of a current sitting president who had no declassification, had none of the protections of President Trump, and who literally had to have stolen stuff from a skiff. Even Dick Durbin has commented about how this was an outrageous possession of classified material by Vice President at that point, Joe Biden. So that's what we're... I got to ask you a question. It's little Dick Durbin, you. That sounds like a good guy, doesn't it, Squirrel? Sounds like a guy you could trust, right? Sounds like a guy you'd want on your team representing you. You know who that was? That was uh, Jim Trusty, who resigned shortly after putting George Stephanopoulos in his high chair. We're talking about you can scoff and act like there's nothing to it, but the whole country knows the basic notion of unequal treatment and fairness, and that's what's at issue with this prosecution. I think that that doesn't sound like a guy that was going to resign. That sounds like a guy who was intimidated by the very government that's supposed to protect his rights, supposed to understand he's a lawyer. He has not just rights; he has all kinds of privileges. Today. An indictment was unsealed, charging Donald J. Trump with felony violations of our national security laws, as well as participating in a conspiracy. to. That's Jack Smith, and he's the Logabrazzi. 
of the Department of Justice Biden crime syndicate that will lie and will cheat and will steal and misrepresent. But the only way they could get away with it, the only way is if they had a propaganda network that would make Goebbels smile, crooked smile, but Goebbels smile. President Trump has added more to the deficit than Joe Biden. You're some of it's COVID. The, some gonna, of it's COVID. Oh, oh, I, I, the I, I most of it is COVID. Not Let's be clear with the people. Half of it's COVID. And half most of it's the it tax is, cut. That is not true because we raised more revenue. We raised more revenue than CBO projected. If you bring in more money than your projections are, how are you adding to your deficits, John? Yeah, and if you pay, if somehow you keep cutting taxes but more revenue comes in the government, that math doesn't work over time. You can have it in the first first year due to some various accounting. Uh, tricks, but it doesn't work over no, time. No, Chuck, that is not true. The purpose of tax policy is to raise revenue for the federal government, mm-hmm. not to equalize society. But under fascists, Marxists, mafia oligarchs, that's exactly how it'll be used. Trump stands in the way. You stand in the way. Everybody knows who the biggest crook in this country is. This document also stipulates that, according to the confidential human source, that money was being moved through several accounts, multiple accounts, to get to Joe Biden. I got 20 bucks, Squirrel says he ends up with an Epstein problem. I don't mean kids. I'm talking about hanging himself in prison. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. One of the greatest flaws of humanity is its ability to adapt to servitude. There's no question about it. That's why principles of a nation are very, very important. What transforms the only nation built on the Enlightenment into what we see today? What transformed our nation? My next guest is a contributing writer to a new book out there, Obama's True Legacy, How He Transformed America. His name is Daniel Greenfield. He is a Shulman Journalism Fellow at the David Horowitz Freedom Center. Daniel, thank you for joining me. How are you? My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm interested in how you came to this, what your take was on it, and how much you had to choose from, whether it be Obamacare, the bailouts, too big to fail. How how did you narrow it down, and what was your ultimate uh, reasoning? Well, we brought together some talented writers, all of whom had their special area of expertise, And obviously, the Obama legacy of destruction is too big to encompass in any one single book. But at the same time, we just looked at the sheer damage that he did. And, you know, for example, I focused on Black Lives Matter and the race riots and the connection to all that, how this began and his administration as an attempt to win elections. And it's still with us today, 10 years later. One of the things that I realized uh, years and years ago when Barack Obama was running is I'm from Chicago and I was taking my daughter who was a kid at the time to the orthodontist and in the strip mall where where she was it was a uh, building with offices inside was a Barack Obama headquarters and as I walked through it I saw Shea Rivera on the wall 
I knew who Shea Gravera was, not because I watched girls walk around with him on T-shirts, but because I was lucky enough to have a Cuban best friend. And when I saw that murdering Marxist lowlife on the wall, I knew immediately we were in trouble. When you put that together, the ideology that Barack Obama really was organizing communities around, isn't that something that should have been maybe a tip-off and something people were aware of? It should have been, but our history, our political history, is all about should have. The people who actually were paying attention, who understood what the left was after, what its ambitions were, uh, they saw right away who Obama was and the kind of threat he represented. But for a lot of the Republican establishment, they were still thinking in terms of Hillary Clinton. They were still thinking in terms of the battles of the last one. For a lot of you know ordinary Americans, they saw a guy who seemed polished, who was talking about going post-racial, um, bringing us together, hope and change, and it sounded good to them. You know, I'm wondering, in all of your uh, investigation into this, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama share something, and it's not just from about being from Chicago, um, but Chicago is the nucleus of the American communist movement, and they were both students, for lack of a better word, even though Barack Obama may have missed the in-person uh, teaching, students of Saul Alinsky. Isn't this also, something that uh, we really beat back when Donald Trump beat her in 16. But the trajectory of our nation, the transformation, as it were, was set in place really by Saul Alinsky. And just his students are the ones that really put us on this path. Oh, absolutely. Uh, this is everything that we've seen is very much the teachings of Saul Alinsky. It's about going aggressive about weaponizing the system. When we look now at, for example, the Trump indictment, this is also the Obama legacy. It's and not just about biasing the system, but it's about going as big and as aggressive as you can, which was where Obama was distinguished from the Clintons. The Clintons always tried to pretend to be moderates. They were radicals. Um, they were leftists. They were out to wreck the country, but at least they played the game. With Obama, they're no longer playing the game. You know, America has always had in its, in its uh, nation communists, it was before World War II. I think it was like 16 months before our entering into World War II. Madison Square Garden was sold out by American Nazis. You've always had this undermining culture of collectivists in our nation, but they felt emboldened by coming out from what I saw during the Obama years. I'm wondering how many times we beat it back because we understood the principles and people were taught civics and they understood the role of a representative republic. Do you think that Americans nowadays want a republic? I think for a lot of people, if you ask the ordinary man in the street, a whole lot of them don't know what a republic is. They don't know what the difference between a republic and a democracy is. And this is really part of the problem. We've outsourced politics to a professional class of politicians. The politicians outsourced it to a professional class of administrators, of government bureaucrats, and everybody passes the buck, and the people who pick up the buck are the leftists who are aggressive about this. Um, they will show up as early as possible. They'll work as late as possible. They will do the jobs that nobody else wants because they believe in taking over America. Some of your essays talk about Obama's role in the BLM riots. Can you enlighten me as to what that was? So people kind of associate uh, Black Lives Matter with 2020. I've spoken to people who actually don't realize that it predated it. Uh, Black Lives Matter at this point goes back about a decade, and it really is tied to various Obama electoral efforts. When he first got on the scene, he was talking about how there's not a black America, there's not a white America, there's the United States of America, 
Uh, by the time it's tw- it's 2010, he's running into problems in the midterms. Uh, right now, the race cards start coming out very aggressively, and they start looking for ways to community organize uh, black voters. And eventually what they settle on is creating racial tensions. In 2007, generally, the polls show that most people, black or white, say that racial relations are good. Race riots are really in the rearview mirror. When people think about race riots back then, they think about the L.A. riot. Then, 2010, 2012, 2014, all these are timed carefully around elections. Uh, the biggest, really, explosion starts in 2014 with Ferguson, but they're building up to it each electoral cycle. And this is not a coincidence, it's not an accident. Uh, Obama gives the race riots, the um, racial tensions, the national profile. Democrat organizations, leftist donors like George Soros, put a lot of money into the movement. And they do it in no small part to get to win elections because they figure this is how you turn out black voters. Barack Obama won the presidency by not doing this. So he flips midstream when it looks like he's going to lose to Mitt Romney. And that attention, why were so many Americans able to be manipulated into the balkanization which needs to take place in order for a corrupt government to succeed. And how do we break it, in your opinion? Well, once you turn people against each other, and this is really a great tragedy, uh, it becomes an easy excuse for everything. Uh, You blame the other race, you blame your neighbor, you don't actually look at the government, you don't look at their abuses. And breaking it, for starters, well, part of it requires actually making life good. Beyond racial pessimism, you look at the polls, people don't think... Life is going to get any better. They don't think their kids are going to do better than they were. And when people are in this mindset, in this doomed mindset that's spiraling down, uh, they start turning on each other, start uh, violently attacking each other and because they're insecure. And this is something that needs to be reversed in part by actually reversing the economy. We saw this under Trump. When things are actually better, people are much less likely to riot. The riots were time for 2020 for the election, but also because at that point, people were miserable, and people are miserable. It's much easier to get them into the streets. You know, Daniel, it's it's something to live through um, during the the fascism we experienced during the COVID reaction. I was never going to riot. I moved. Uh, is it the problem really with the rebuttal to this mafia, this Marxist mafia, hiding behind movements? Is that we are too polite and we are too civil? And when I say we. I mean, people who believe in Americanism, people who believe in the rule of law, people who had a certain naivete to the level of corruption in our bureaucracies, in our government. How do good people get their country back uh, when I don't want to steal anything or break anything or shoot anybody? I'm not interested in a, in, a, in a riot or a civil war. Does that not make me the perfect pigeon for one? In some ways, it does. Uh, when you're dealing with people who are violent, being nonviolent, well, it's challenging. Just ask Gandhi. When you're dealing with people who are determined to seize power at any cost, if you just think you can do business as usual, well, it's probably not going to work out very well for you. We are dealing with uh, a totalitarian system, one that is aggressive, that is willing to go out in the streets. And that doesn't mean we have to match them fist for fist or blow for blow, but we have to understand what we're up against. And a lot of the Republican establishment does not. They think you can do politics the way they did politics in 2008 or 2012. It's not working anymore. The thing that shocks me is that the ideology that people calling themselves Democrats subscribe to, every policy, every plan, unmitigated failure. A money pit is a 
it's not a, a, a good enough example of the failure. It fails and it fails and it fails. Americans up until very recently liked to succeed and had a very low tolerance for failure. I'm wondering, is this a bipartisan problem? As I think back to what got Barack Obama elected, it actually was the failing of George W. Bush in so many respects. I mean, too big to fail was something that he said. We have to break the rules of capitalism to save it. Was this, the, the stars just perfectly aligned to buy a swindler, a failure like Barack Obama? And now that we've experienced a decade, more than a decade of failure, we're just used to it now? In many cases, yes. The Democrats know that Republican administrations are suckers, that they can manipulate them, exploit them. And uh, once that's done, then people are going to be ready for radical change. Uh, We've seen this over and over again. Uh, They create a crisis. uh, They bring people out into the streets. They make people miserable. And when people aren't paying attention, a lot of Americans are not paying attention. uh, It's easy to manipulate them. The uh, David Horowitz Freedom Center. It's something I've been following for years. I love the work that they do. And yet some uh, the president, I think, that was most beneficial to the ideals of, of Israel, the ideals of Judaism, was Donald Trump. Yet he's been successfully labeled as an anti-Semite. How does this happen? And how do so many people who subscribe, who are Jewish by birth, how, how do they buy the lie that they can't figure out who the true anti-Semite is? We've seen the left do this on a regular basis. They called uh, President Trump a racist, um, even though this was a guy who spent so much time working with uh, black people, uh, did it with Jewish people, did it with every group. But, you know, when the left says that you're a racist, what they're really saying most of the time is that uh, you politically disagree with them. Uh, They equate racism with disagreements with their politics. You've got Joe Biden who attended a KKK official's funeral, yet nobody's going to concede that he's a racist, that he has a history of racism. You know, people who are intelligent, of course, see through this, but so many people get their news from the media. This is a problem. So many of us, black, white, Jewish, Christian, get our news from the media. One thing that's undeniable is the foreign policy failure of Barack Obama's administration. Barack Obama killed more innocent people than George W. Bush did. Uh, he inhabits all kinds of of, of uh, drone strikes. We have 90% come back to killing innocent people. But yet we're constantly in this cycle of a manipulated wars and foreign policy money missing. Can we break it, in your opinion, in the future, or are we forever married to this foreign policy of warfare? The problem is that often we're dragged into wars that make no sense um, in ways that make no sense. We obviously have real enemies out there, but we also approach them in ways that show weakness rather than strength. And you know, that is obviously a major problem because the more you show weakness, the more you end up having to fight. When you actually show strength, people are less likely to think it's been an unmitigated disaster around the world, in Iraq, in Afghanistan, in so many other places. Uh, Yet, uh, it's an unfortunate legacy of World War II, where we were committed to nation building um, at a time when maybe it made sense. We tried that same policy in Vietnam. Nation building there did not work at all. And we learned nothing from that. So unless we actually drop nation building, we defend our national interests, we make it clear that we actually are too tough to mess with, uh, it's going to keep on happening. Where can the people go to um, 
purchase your book. I know it's on Amazon, but I also want to support the David Horowitz Freedom Center. Uh, where can the people go to read your articles and take a look at the book and purchase it? Well, we have it right up on frontpagemag.com. It's right there on the sidebar. Uh, if you don't want to give Amazon some money, we are certainly would happy, be happy to have your business. Daniel Greenfield, thank you for making yourself available, and thank you for putting together a book, the new book, Obama's True Legacy, How He Transformed America. I truly appreciate all the work you do and everybody at the David Horowitz Freedom Center. Thank you so much for making time for me. It's my pleasure. Thank you for a great conversation. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I like this song. We actually do have an ideological frame. Um, myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, we uh, are trained Marxists. Boy, oh boy. Man, oh man. How much evidence do you need? The country is run by majority rule through ballot, and that majority seems to prefer to vote for this modified welfare state. Oh, I don't believe that. You know as well as I do that the majority today has no choice. What do you mean? The majority has never been offered a choice between controls and freedom. You know that both parties today are for socialism, in effect, for controls, and there is no party. There are no voices to offer an actual pro-capitalist, laissez-faire, economic freedom and individualism. That is what this country needs today. And Barack Obama, as terrible as he was, was teed up by another fraud, another buffoon, Another scallywag. We must stop the terror. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank Thank you. you. Now watch this drive. The bureaucracies that were set up by the duopoly of corruption. Unfortunately, they're in a position of winning. I mean, uh... When we say executive branch, it's not the president who writes these rules that have the force of law. It's, it's career bureaucrats who are writing these things. And uh, then they have the force of law, and they can carry prison terms, as we see with the pistol brace rule. There can be prison terms attached to these. These are effectively law. Um, but why would we be here in this body arguing that we should have less power? I mean, we've already, our powers atrophied uh, considerably since the founding of this country. Um, one of the objections, one of the specific objections I heard, though, was that uh, the experts would no longer be involved and that we, we didn't possess the knowledge required to, to make these rules that the legislative branch is making. Uh, Representative Hagman, do you Who are the to- experts in the, bureau- in the bureaucracies? Who's the expert at ATF? Is it this guy, Johnson? Is it true or not that millions of Americans will be defined as felons after May 31 if they don't follow this new regulation? True or not? I assume that people are going to either detach the weapons, follow the things. If they don't the follow the regulation, they'll be a felon, right? You're, you're a former I, federal prosecutor. Yeah, I, and, 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 yeah. I, and, I, and I will tell you 
that uh, that federal prosecutions do not happen with respect to law-abiding people who can't have a criminal intent okay, established, okay. Uh, that that is not a priority. Okay, here's, here's the problem. Wait, wait, wait. So now ignorance when you're a bureaucrat to the law means you're not a felon, but it's a felon if you want to be. So if a Democrat gets it, he didn't know. But if a non-Democrat gets it, he's going to jail. That's the perfect system of corruption. That's the system of Marxism and fascism and totalitarianism sold as a technocrat expertise society. That's, in fact, what they're fighting for. Reality is, is the Reigns Act does nothing more than for a small subset of the rules. We're attempting to take back the authority that Congress has under the Constitution. So the experts would still exist. I mean, they've got to administer these laws. So there would still be experts there and they would still be writing rules, but they would be sending them to us to adjudicate with the best interests of our constituents. There's but a small group of Congress birthing people and others that are fighting to reestablish the republic because what we've been transformed into is a quasi-Marxist society now. The problem with quasi-Marxist society is that it builds not just oligarchs, but a climate of corruption people are used to. Olivia, Republicans are charging that the timing is suspicious on the indictment because of those Burisma FBI documents coming out the same day. Can you at least comment on whether there was any kind of coordination between the DOJ and the White House on the indictment? Again, uh, we're not going to comment on this. I will tell you, though, that and confirm, as we've said uh, overnight, that the president, senior staff, found out just like everybody else last night, no advance knowledge that this was coming, found out from uh, news reports just like everybody else across America. Do even Democrats believe that? Even Chicago Democrats. Do Chicago Democrats actually believe that? Cream puff, Jim. Yeah, I, I guess McCarthy said I'm not going to stand for these indictments. I guess 72 indictments. It's 72 to nothing. So far, Biden's got anything that is any indictments, Mason. So it's 72 to nothing. He's got to catch up. Now, quick, Cream Puff Jim, you wallowed in that corrupt mafia for decades, right? You sat in the truck and you ate beef sandwiches and you waited for the 30 years to kick out. But now let me ask you a question. You don't know, you don't know the half of it, sure. You don't even know the half of it. I can't even imagine what you had to deal with smelling that cab alone. But now when you look at this all trekking back to that sewer of corruption, that hub of the short in the pants mafia did, from Merrick Garland did, 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 to you see Chicago. What is Chicago, Chicago broke all records this weekend. Forty-four thousand occupancies in the hotel, all-time record. Yeah, but those are not citizens, and you're paying for that. You're all right with that? Yeah, but they love Chicago. Everybody oh, loves Chicago. Gonna, yeah, sure. It's it's the best. It's the absolute best. I don't think NASCAR is too keen on it. Chicago NASCAR street race. But this staff definitely begs the question, did this thief or thieves hop over this fence or make it through this fence to steal those two carts? As NASCAR construction is in full gear, there's already trouble along the track. I know what happened. NASCAR didn't pay the Rukins to be the security guard. See, that's what you have to do in Chicago. You hire the crooks, and then you pretend that everything's on the up and up. Chicago. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. No Steve Perry. Queen. I was always confused by the teeth, but I love the voice. I have a good story of a friend of mine. On one side, Democrats, team reasonable, team normal, 
and team get stuff done. It shouldn't be this hard to say we deserve clean water. We deserve communities where we can walk out with our kids and not worry about an asthma attack. I want to thank everyone who worked with the city council. Nash County, excuse me, Edgecombe uh, County. I can handle things. I'm smart. Not like everybody says. Like dumb. I'm smart and I want the stats. Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, that's good, Sean. I like the, how you doing tonight. Well, splendid. How are you? Good. You know, this stuff with Trump, this is getting this ridiculous with President Trump, and they're trying to get him on anything and anything to stop him from running. These other candidates should step up and back President Trump because the same thing can happen to them. And with the exception of the governor from Florida, all of them are all lightweights that can't win anyway. You know, I mean, if they're going to do that to him, they're going to do it to any of them. What do you think? I think the premise of your argument is wrong. It's to distract you from the fact that the last election was stolen and they will continue to steal elections in perpetuity. That's not the issue at hand as far as I'm We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. That's like a broken clock squirrel. Every once in a while, it's, uh, it's right. And a blind squirrel can find a nut. Every once in a blue moon. Career lying fraud political whore like Joe Biden tells the truth when he can get the sentences out. Bob Oaklawn. Yeah, you know it's funny. These are like you say. These are all campaign commercials. Yeah. They got two documents. Documents known five million dollars to to Hunter. Five million dollars going directly to Joe Biden. What don't you hear is the word impeachment. You don't hear impeachment at all. No. I don't care if they can't get it through the Senate. Just draw it up. You know, somebody somebody has some balls or something. I don't know. Somebody goes some guts. And, and, and that would be hard to say, but you, I know the way you meant it. You meant it with the Z at the end. Balls. I understand. Yeah. Thank you very much, Bob and Oklahoma. I appreciate it very much. Uh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. It's, it's infuriating, but I want you to understand. You have to. Don't stop believing. That son of a gun could sing, couldn't he, Squirrel? Oh, yeah. Big fan. Big fan. John Garfield Ridge. Hey, Sean. How you doing, brother? Splendid. How are you? Hey, I'm doing all right. You know, what we're seeing right now is more proof that Donald Trump won that 2020 election. You know? I agree. Yes. Let, let me tell you what, for me, what doesn't pass the smell test. You know, on one hand, the Democrats, they keep bragging about how badly they beat Trump. You know, 8 million votes and all that. But on the other hand, they're desperately trying to do whatever it takes to prevent him from running again. Now, if you just smoked him by 8 million votes, wouldn't that be the guy you would want to go up against the next time around? Unless, of course, you didn't beat him by 8 million votes. And the intimidation factor to the people who support him is exactly what we saw in the lie of a protest of people who knew it was stolen that's often referred to as an insurrection. You know, it's a it's a sad state of affairs, but this is an orchestrated attack, and I believe it's because we have an asset of the Chinese Communist Party in the White House. And as for the president, look, he's got a relationship with President Xi. They've known each other a long time. You've heard him say this before. Uh, he, he looks forward to talking to President Xi again at the appropriate time, and, and when that is, well, we'll certainly let everybody know. I'm going to let everybody know. The appropriate time was a long time ago, but it's in particularly important right now. 
Do you know what's going on in Cuba? China and Cuba have now reached a secret agreement, we are told, for China to establish an electronic facility on the island, which would allow Chinese intelligence... Now pay attention, Squirrel. This is Alan Greenspan's wife. This is one of the richest women on the planet. You'll never know how much it is. But this is Andrea Mitchell. She's got an itch. Intelligence services to scoop up electronic communications throughout the southeastern U.S. What is your reaction to this? Uh, look, I've seen that press report. Um, it, it's not accurate. Uh, what I can tell you is that uh, we we have been concerned since day one of this administration about uh, China's influence activities uh, around. What? What? You've been concerned. You've been investigating it. Now, this Fox Business exclusive Hunter Biden and a former Biden aide invested in two Chinese companies with ties to the top levels of the Chinese Communist Party. And none of that's important. We're facing some major problems. If we don't deal with global warming. It's the only existential threat that exists for humanity. We believe addressing the climate crisis should be a critical part of the mission of the World Bank. Um, no. And then there's the big issue at hand. Racism. Racism? Did I hear somebody say racism? This is what racism looks like in 2023. Watch this. And here we are, white people, right? Not all white people are racist. Like, some of us have good characteristics. Like, yeah, but the majority of y'all like to vote for Trump and Republicans. So it's like, maybe we need to be a little bit hesitant about the white people that we allow into our space. You see what I'm saying? So you're right, baby girl. I don't know you. But here's what I have learned about you. You're a hit dog. And oh, 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 you howled. You hollered. So, I don't know. Reflect? I think we should all reflect a little bit and see exactly the kind of fraud and scam that's going on here. We're also trying to prevent it from getting worse than it has to. And that's why we're focused on more sustainable infrastructure for the future. It's why we're uh, getting those EV chargers out there. It's why we're making sure there are more excellent uh, and clean public transit options out there. We're buying uh, zero emission buses for cities. That means uh, cleaner air every day and doing our part with the climate challenge. I'll bet you, Squirrel. My, uh, you name the amount to your $1 that the people they're buying those EV buses from are Democrats. And they're taking some of that funny money and they're giving it back to the mafia. True or false, President Biden says he wants 50% of new cars to be electric by 2030. True, but I guess now it's 60%. True or false, a typical electric car requires six times the mineral inputs of a, con- of a conventional car. Yes. If 50% of the cars were electric vehicles today, is there enough power on the electric grid to charge them all? Absolutely not. No. Not to be concerned with. You are but a slave. Ron and Carol Stream. Ron? I'll say you make... Sean, I'm sorry. Yeah. Are you there? Now I am. Okay, Go ahead. So, yeah. I, yeah, sorry. Because uh, I, I call and say, you know, you make me mad, but it's because you're telling the truth, and that sucks, but... Thanks for telling the truth. So I'm calling to do my imitation of you. Are you ready? Ta-da! You're a Democrat. And uh, la cosa nostra. And <laughs> whores. Scumbag. Yeah. And da 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 And thank you very much. At the end of the call, Joseph Robinette Biden. And last one, ooh, look at you. <laughs> yeah, that's your favorite one. Now, I could tell. All right, fair enough. Well, you can make fun of me. It's fine. It's fine. 312-642-5600. We'll be back. Sexy as a devil, even in a high-pitched voice. That's right. 
He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Kabas kalbasit sola, kalbasior papoyz goli. Go, Zelensky! Steal our money! Buy yourself, give yourself one of those four-door Porsches. Oh, I like those. Of course, you could, that's the only car you could climb into. You're not going to fit in that Rolls-Royce SUV with those tiny little legs. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Sounds like you're at the crazy horse, Sean. What the heck's going on? Ah, those hey, were the days before my year, hair was thick. <laughs> what year was the Declaration of Independence signed? Well, it was signed in 76. Okay, and then when were we recognized to have uh, independence from Britain? 83. That's right, 1783. So it took a long time of fighting and working to get that independence back. So I want to encourage everybody that listens to you to get involved and do that. Yeah, but you're forgetting about the Boston Massacre. See, you made a crucial mistake, Kevin. You made a crucial mistake. Yes, yes, yes. Everybody talks about the independence. You're forgetting about the Boston Massacre. That happened six years prior when the corrupt government killed people who protested, spoke out against it. Yeah, it took six years for us to organize and declare our independence. And uh, apparently we didn't do it well enough. Tom in Blue Island. Hey, brother, Dittos, you are the enemy of the state. Uh, That's a badge of honor. And I'll stand right behind you, my friend. You have a good weekend. You too, brother. Thank you very much. The enemy is that. I love that. That's a good movie, too. That's before, uh, I think, um, what's his name? Will Smith married that automatron that he started to slap his friends for. Although that wasn't really a slap. That's not it. You want to see a slap, you go with a crazy horse circa 1991. James and Schomburg. Hey, brother. As Carly, uh, you just threw me a little side note when we talked about the Boston Massacre. You know, the, the first victim of the Boston Massacre was Christmas. He was a, a African-American guy, or a black guy, as we would call him, right? Yeah. But what I was calling about is all the, the all the uproar about the smoke and not being able to breathe in Boston and New York and all that. And that's that's basically a clean day in China. But nobody's like talking it. about it. And here's the other thing, James. New York has smelled like a marijuana dispensary for the last two years. I say we clean it out a little bit. And I'd like to see what happens... Um, when the uh, Canadians proved that it was arson, like so many of the eco-national or, uh, disasters are, always set by Marxists. Seems to be a theme. All right, now listen. We're going to come out of this. This is the American Dark Ages. We're going to come out of it. My advice to you is get to high ground, which would be a state that isn't run by Democrats. Like, for instance, the Illinois legislature's warn of a progressive income tax. Hmm, didn't see that coming. Turns out the union contract with... Uh, AFSCME is up in June. Something tells me it'll go in their favor. But in the meantime, you keep the faith. And you remember this is a country where we're always going to win. It takes some years, and we have to do some fighting, but it's going to win. Let's go to some uh, kids today for our national anthem, who, from what I understand, they were stopped from singing the national anthem in the Capitol by the Capitol Police. You know, the ones, the only ones to kill somebody on January 6th as they shot Ashley Babbitt in the neck and killed her. Um, but these kids did get it out. Let's get it for what are they called? The uh, Russian Brook Children's Choir. And this is the national anthem by them where they were stopped in the Capitol by the Capitol Police. But they're not going to get stopped here because this shows about Americanism and it's listened to by patriots. Hang in there. We're going to have a long weekend, but we'll be back in, on Monday to kick the teeth in these corrupt mafia Democrats and all the Republicans that sympathize with them. Cue the music, squirrel.
Weekend, stay safe, and don't go to Chicago to watch NASCAR. They stole the cars. Unless they buy it back from the Elrukins, it's going to be a slow race. Of course, it'll be primarily Hondas and Kias, and they drive like they're in NASCAR anyway. Stay safe. Keep your head on a swivel. Have a good weekend. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.